Hi neighbors. In last night's town board meeting, we heard a concept plan for development on the Saharius property, conducted additional interviews for our citizen-led advisory committees, and appointed new members to CAPS and ACES, approved a sister city affiliation with Kandbari Nepal, and discussed our board priorities for 2021. Ready to find out more on what happened? As usual, you may keep listening or click through to my blog to read this post in written form. During public comment, nine residents shared their feedback on the concept plan that we would be hearing in our presentations. Another resident spoke up with concerns about a suggestion that we institute landing fees at Rocky Mountain Metropolitan Airport. Next, item 2F, a presentation for a concept plan for development on the Zaharias property. Dennis Cavallari from the Cavallari Group presented a res revised development concept for the Zaharias property, east of 88th Street and north of the Hodgson-Harris Reservoir. Last year, we heard a proposal to rezone for 22 apartment buildings with 180 units, which we denied. The developer heard the concerns of residents and the board about not following the intent of the town's comprehensive plan, which has the site zoned as a regional activity center, and that it was too dense. Now he brought a concept plan that includes both residential and commercial buildings, plus overall lower density. The updated concept plan includes 2.3 acres of commercial development, contemplating a gas station, convenience store, inline retail, and a childcare center, plus 20 acres of single-family residential development with 92 homes. The concept plan also includes a public land dedication of 4.6 acres next to the Hodgson-Harris Reservoir, a 20% increase from the last proposal. The community pool was also relocated to be in the center of the homes rather than right next to the reservoir. A member of the board asked how the Cavallari Group expects to make the commercial area profitable and viable, given that during the previous proposal, they expressed doubts about the success of commercial in this area. They already have interest from a kinder care. However, Mr. Cavallari said that he's not sure that a gas station is the best use, and they're still thinking on that. As we heard a lot of concerns from residents about the aesthetic, environmental impact, and viability of the gas station, I was happy to hear that this would not necessarily be a part of the actual proposal. We heard a lot of feedback from the community prior to this meeting, but a lot of it wasn't about the concept and was more about wanting the land to be rezoned as open space. As discussed with residents at Friday, February's first Friday, this land is currently zoned for commercial uses, and the board may only rezone if requested to do so by the owner. That is, we can't just rezone land as open space unless the owner comes to us with a request to do so, just like I can't rezone your home as open space, even if it's in a really nice location. To move forward with this particular concept plan, Mr. Cavallari would need to request a zoning change to allow residential. However, if the board denies a request for rezoning, Mr. Cavallari could still build commercial at any time without needing permission from the board. The land wouldn't necessarily remain undeveloped as it is now. As for my thoughts on this new concept plan, I was happy to see the extra acreage included in the public land designation and also the reduced density of homes. I told Mr. Cavallari that if he decides to move forward with an application, it would be imperative to me that all development be set back significantly from the Hodgson-Harris Reservoir, and that we see as much detail as possible around how the Cavallari Group intends to preserve and protect the Hodgson-Harris Reservoir and the wildlife that lives there. Next, our board conducted additional interviews as part of our quarterly filling of vacancies on our citizen-led advisory committees. We interviewed one applicant, Jason Serbu, for two vacancies on our planning commission. Lawrence Rose, Brian Kinderman, and Jennifer Kaush interviewed for the planning commission vacancies at our last board meeting. We also interviewed two applicants, Michelle Gazarek and John Craven, for two vacancies on ACES. Miles Hoffman and Lauren Wheeler interviewed for the ACES vacancies at our last board meeting.
Next, our board unanimously passed the entire consent agenda, including meeting minutes, committee work plans, and a resolution approving the ACES Energy Action Plan and mission statement. Out of the committee work plans, we did pull two, the CAPS Committee and ProStat Committee, for discussion. The CAPS Committee will be coming before the board at our next board meeting on February 22nd, so we deferred approval of their work plan until that meeting when we can ask some questions about items in their budget. After some discussion, we then unanimously approved the ProStat Committee work plan. At our last board meeting, we interviewed two residents for potential appointment to the CAPS Committee, Andrea Golod and Michael Dempsey. As there was only one vacancy, our board voted by written ballot prior to this meeting, and Town Clerk Phyllis Harden announced that Andrea Golod had been appointed. We voted unanimously to make the appointment. At our last board meeting, we also interviewed two residents for potential appointment to the OSAC committee, Michael McDonald and Amber Greaves. As there was only one vacancy, our board voted by written ballot prior to the meeting, and Town Clerk Phyllis Harden announced that Amber Greaves had been appointed. We then voted unanimously to make that appointment. Next, item six, a sister city affiliation with Canbari, Nepal. In 2020, the board approved a policy for entering into sister city relationships and became a member of Sister Cities International. The town also received a request to establish a sister city relationship with Canbari, Nepal from superior resident and Nepal native, Narayan Shrestha. I had some concerns about the financial commitment we need to make for this relationship. This was something I asked about in our last meeting on this topic and had been assured that there was no financial commitment. However, the mission statement for the project that we received included mention of a monetary and experiential exchange, which seemed inconsistent. As the sister city agreement would involve the establishment of a 501c3, another member of the board asked many questions around who would be managing the finances of the 501c3 and about their ability to act with fiduciary responsibility. Through a public record search, the board member found 24 Colorado court cases where Mr. Shrestha is or was a party to Colorado and federal bankruptcies, which Mr. Shrestha denied. The Sister City Affiliation Agreement passed four to three, with Mayor Pro Tem Mark Glasis, Trustee Ken Lish, and myself as the dissenting votes. Last on the agenda, we continued a few topics that we ran out of time for at last week's quarterly work session some potential updates to our oil and gas regulations, and the potential creation of a trails master plan for Coyote Ridge open space. Finally, we discussed our board priorities for 2021. There seemed to be general consensus around our top four priorities, downtown Superior, and specifically vertical construction on Main Street, affordable housing, potentially targeting the Superior marketplace, sustainability and renewable energy, and economic development. I have two additional priorities that I want to see as part of our 2021 board goals. First, supporting transparency and good governance through digitizing more records, improving civics education, and making government emails searchable online. And second, the establishment of a technology, information, and communication commission, as suggested by resident Sean Madej, creator of EngagedCitizens.us, in January 2020. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this recap. I really hope it's helpful. Our board is always open to hearing your comments, questions, and concerns. You may always email your feedback to townboard at superiorcolorado.gov or to me specifically at lauras at superiorcolorado.gov. As a reminder, any messages sent to a government email are part of the public record and will have your name attached. If you feel the need to write in anonymously, you may always comment at the bottom of my blog post recaps. Thanks again for watching and have a great week.